0: you can work really hard in your job and you get a promotion you can work really hard at uni and you get a good mark you can work your ass off in the gym you can eat as like the cleanest side in the whole world and you still don't have control over how successful you're going to be as a model because if you do not look a certain way you will not succeed for me it's been
1: the best stepping stone ever in my life it's got me to where I am today I still enjoy it to this day but It's absolutely put me through some really tough times in my life too. So it's just about being aware of all that stuff. Mm, Yeah. I would get changed like 20 times a day. I was so embarrassed when I went to castings. I would just continuously be like, why am I here? Looking at all the other girls, continuously comparing myself to them. You know, I was exercising and eating right for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Like
0: there's no weight or body that you're going to get to that's going to make you happy and solve problems and i think that we sometimes think and sometimes social media kind of makes us think that it will solve problems for us but it just creates more i suppose Mm -hmm. your balance as people call it is is off balance, yeah.
1: and that's okay. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. and there is never going to be a perfect balance. You'll find that when you're spending too much in the time in the gym, you're probably not seeing your friends as much. Yeah, will find exactly. that if you're spending time too much time with your friends, you're probably not eating as well as you should be. <laughs> like, you know, so it's about finding the balance that works for you and knowing that it's not always going to stay the same. You know, you're yeah. going to go through busy periods or you're going to go through really quiet periods mm. where you have all the time in the world and you still and might not, look not get fit. Stuffed as <laughs> all that, yeah.
2: Welcome to the Seize the Yay Podcast. Busy Hello beautiful people, I hope you had an incredible Christmas and even if you didn't celebrate Christmas or if you don't celebrate Christmas I hope you did still have an amazing time with friends and family I think it's very hard not to get caught up in all the festivities and there's so much joy and excitement around and it's a really nice time to just reflect on the year you've had any highs, any lows, so regardless of what you celebrate I hope you have had an amazing couple of days an amazing week since our last episode This episode has been a little delayed after a technical glitch, destroyed the first recording, but it actually worked out really well because the second time around was even bigger and better and was also, I was going to say it was conveniently timed to be a Christmas bonus episode, but I've actually had such a nice time putting my laptop and phone away just for the family time that it didn't get done for Christmas, but here it is for Boxing Day. (laughs) And the timing conveniently meant that the second round was after both of our guests today got engaged, not to each other but to their partners. So today's episode 15 is with the amazing Steph Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw. And if you haven't heard of this dynamic duo before, Steph and Laura are passionate advocates for instilling confidence in young women and are helping thousands of girls around the world with their booming business, Keep It Cleaner, that has a fitness and nutrition app, a delicious grocery range, an inspiring blog and community events throughout the year. Both Steph and Laura started out as successful international models and have openly shared their experiences and challenges in the modelling industry, finding body confidence, navigating the complex relationship with food as your bodies grow and you change through puberty and into your 20s, and building resilience to inspire other young women on their own journeys. And if that weren't enough, Steph also co-owns Soda Shades and Midnight Co., as well as continuing her career as a sought-after model and brand ambassador for the likes of Bondi Sands, Bras and Things, and more, leveraging her over a million followers. Laura is also completing her law and business degree, just casually on the side, and has some epic brand ambassadorships of her own, particularly as the face of Jagged Activewear. Still only in their early 20s, they have both been incredibly smart about their success and also own houses and, as mentioned, are now planning for their weddings. They've also just released their first book, A Girl's Guide to Kicking Goals, which shows just how down-to-earth and real they both are and shares such important messages about confidence, positivity, and balance. I loved chatting with these two so much that we went over an hour and a half, but consider it a little festive bonus episode, and I do hope you enjoy all the extra little goodies about the engagement. Darling Steph and Laura, we are back for the second time. (laughs) Thank you so much for being so patient to everyone out there. We had a little technical issue with the memory card, lost everything. (laughs) So I've had to do this interview again, but the most exciting part of it is that since then, both Steph and Laura have gotten engaged. That's crazy. So now we get to talk about that. Tell us about about it. (laughs) Well, yeah, I got engaged only days after we caught up and recorded the first podcast it was um, the best the girls were saying you know the boys have planned this amazing weekend away just for us to relax because we work so hard uh, little did we know that Laura in her head was like and they're gonna get engaged <laughs> yeah I had no
1: idea and I think I, I honestly didn't have any idea until I got out of the car up the farm and Lauren and Dol- drove off on me I was like okay why aren't you guys saying hi to Josh this is weird <laughs> it's weird enough that he's here he's not meant to be here Um, so yeah, it was a really, really magical weekend. He invited all my friends and family up there and they stayed up the whole weekend and we just kind of had a weekend. I still switched off and had that really nice weekend away with Laura, but with everyone else (laughs) as well. Um, but it was the best. It was just, and and Laura knows now it's such an incredible feeling. I just felt like I was floating and like nothing was going to worry me. And it was just, it was the best weekend ever. And it was, um, it's nice that I have the whole weekend to kind of look back on and, um, he had, we had a really close friend take photos and videos for us. So it's really nice to be able to look back at those too. Yeah. The video was
0: beautiful. You got a popcorn machine. Oh, <laughs> I just <laughs> saw that. Was so sweet because it's his <laughs> favorite. He went and picked up a popcorn, a popcorn, popcorn machine. machine that was so sweet on Saturday night and had like, we had like a movie night. Mm. It was so nice. Mm. That looked so cute. It was like moonlight cinema with the
1: bean it was, bags.
0: Yeah.
1: He <laughs> did really well. He really thought out the whole weekend. So props to Josh. And then the pressure was
2: on
0: for doll. Oh my God. And that's why when it happened, it was on my birthday on Friday, I was not expecting it because Seth just got engaged. I was like, okay, I will get engaged in like a year or <laughs>
1: we we're talking about it. Everyone you was like, I'm the office. Are you? you were like, no, 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 he can't do it soon. It's your time. Yeah. It's your time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god literally so I had absolutely no idea and Seth um, took me out for lunch on Friday which was so lovely for my birthday and oh. then Dalton actually told her while I was in the bathroom
1: yeah I could have killed him Seriously. you didn't she, know until
2: that day no <gasps> so he,
1: apparently he tried to tell me like a couple of days before or something but he wanted to tell me in person which is fair enough yeah and we were out for lunch and as Laura said she went off to the bathroom and I was asking him where he was taking her because I knew she was going away and she didn't know where she was going. So I was like, okay, just like spill the secret. Where is she going? <laughs> um, and he was actually taking her to the winery that I was supposedly going to for my weekend away. <laughs> so as soon as he said oh. that, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then he showed me his phone and there was this video of this ring. And I just <gasps> looked up from the table and I was like, tonight, <laughs> tonight. And then I just threw the phone back at him because all I like, was picturing was Laura like, Dying (laughs) in 10 seconds later and being like, "Oh, oh, hello. So I was like, why are you showing me this now? Like, are you freaking kidding me? I gonna mean, just like, anyway, I somehow pulled it together. I can't um, believe you went
2: bawling. Oh, I was
1: so, I just stared at her for the rest of the thing. Just like, you're going to have the best night ever. And then, um, as soon as we said goodbye and we got into the car in the car park, I literally was just like,
2: <laughs> well, now you know how Laura felt knowing oh what God. was going for you. I was
0: staring the whole way down. I was just staring at Seth's hands. Like this is going to oh. be the last time there's no ring on it, which is kind of weird, but I was like, oh my God, she doesn't even know. But I know, and it's it's never going to be ring free again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's funny because like we've had, you know, there's, with social media obviously we've both yeah. shared our stories and what's happened and it's funny seeing people's reactions to it because obviously the majority of people are just happy for us both so yes. which is so lovely and for us we just see it as like the best ending to a great year but then there's always obviously those <laughs> negative Nancy's or those people who just like need to make a fuss out of something um people have been mentioning like bride wars or that like copycat like all the
2: copycats just ridiculous there was stuff new,
0: there was an article that was like Bride Wars. Yeah. Laura and Dalton copied Steph yeah, was or something so, it was so funny so it's quite sad. funny to read it
2: um, I did read that one this oh, did morning because yeah, I was, was googling it, it to see <laughs> like so we could talk oh. about you know what the response had been and there was so much positivity in the yeah, yeah, it was really it was and so much excitement and then this just like random article yeah. that had every photo that you guys had posted like next to each other and accused just... of copying each other and like blah 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 it's is this so the, the cracks in their relationship showing no. and, like,
0: and the fuck? funniest thing was that they put the captions and like your caption mm. that you did on saturday Mm. night which was so so sweet Mm. about how we're so excited to be engaged together and so it was like all this negativity and then they'd quote what steph said which was was so positive (laughs) and it just made no sense because they just kept going anyway whatever it's just we're happy yeah i mean we're happy and the other thing
1: is is it's just that time like you know we're both um kind of in that position in our lives and in our relationships where these kind of things happen so I don't think it's weird and I i bet a lot of people have already come up saying like it's not uncommon you know I got engaged three months between my best friend and then we got married three months you know like mm. I feel like all that sort of stuff generally happens around the same time and I just think it worked out really well mm. for us because with Dolt, as I said earlier Laura was distracted by her birthday so mm. it was possibly the best time for him to do it and the <laughs> fact that she didn't think it was going to happen because of mine was probably even more so yeah. to the point so I, I don't think yeah, I mean, for everyone out there who's thinking about it in a weird way like that,
2: neither of us think like that has it crossed <laughs> our minds whatsoever. Um, it's just I also exciting. think it's like such a nice testament to your relationship, which is different to anyone else. Like they just are assuming it's two people who are just friends who got engaged. Yeah. yeah, which is like normal relationships might have that kind of vibe, uh-huh. but you guys are so close in work and in your personal lives that to be able to celebrate something at the same time, <laughs> so good. that's actually yeah. better. Yeah. Because yeah, you're both, like, I mean, you stay in this little, people who haven't been engaged yet, you don't understand yet, you'll know <laughs> that you bubble. go into this bubble. <laughs> yes. yeah, And you just feel like this whole new element of emotion that you'd never felt before and yeah. then it's so surreal yeah. and to not, like Be able to share that with your best friend, and mm-hmm. you, the four of you are so close. Like, the boys yeah. are obviously, yeah, kind yeah. of ran it by yeah. each other. It's not like anyone just dropped it no, on you. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so so sweet! <laughs> and so, yours was at a winery, Laura? And at I a winery, yes. there was like some underground. Oh, it was so, so, that that was so nice. So, after he proposed to me,
0: he's like, Oh, we're going to the art gallery. It was like, Oh, that's random. A couple like, of he like, kept
2: trying to surprise you. Like, I know, after the engagement,
0: I did Why did you do that? I know, I don't know why. um and so we we get to the art gallery in the winery and then we walk like I went to it was like a pathway Um, which went down to the cellar and it was all like there was candles lit the whole way down it was like 200 meters of candles like it was dark with the candles along the um the edges and then we got there and there was like a beautiful table like that was lit for us to have dinner and it was so sweet and the white the people from the winery helped Dalton so much like they were all lighting all the candles it took them so long to light it and organizing them and yeah it was really 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 sweet that is so it was nice to have dinner together after that like we were Mm. just in this happy bubble. It's just crazy. And like nothing feels so untouchable. Exactly. Oh, it's
2: just us two. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. So I have a question because Dalt was actually thanking all the people who helped him along the way on Instagram (laughs) and particularly Lana. Yes. And you happened to be in one day bridal. And I was like, how the frick did he get you in a one day bridal (laughs) dress without you like thinking about it? Well, did he tell you to put it on? No. Well, what
0: happened was, so I asked Dalton to get something from my car, my jacket. And oh. from the car and cause it was my birthday and I didn't want to go out to the car. I was like, don't, can you get my jacket <laughs> from the car? <laughs> anyway, I'd actually spilt coffee on myself on the way up. Literally. I, but I spilt it so bad. I sp- Spun my coffee around like 360, oh, so it just clever. like went everywhere. Anyway, so I had coffee all over myself, so I was getting unchanged, and I was in my Andes and the door was knocked. Anyway, <laughs> was someone knocked at the door, and so I was like, "Oh, who is it?" And um, it wasn't Dalton, and I was like, "Oh," and hi. like I grabbed a blanket, put it on, and anyway, I was like, "Oh yeah, hi," and this lovely girl, um, who she's actually a kid girl, Shay. She was at the door. She worked at the um, the winery, and she was like, "Oh, I'm here to help you get dressed." Oh, and I was like, um, I'm wearing jeans. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm fine. And She was like, oh, no, Dawson sent me. And she was so nervous, I think, because obviously she knew and she, didn't, she wasn't she going to tell it. me. And anyway, she was like, Dolson sent me to get you dressed. And I was like, what are you talking about? Anyway, and then she, I think she wanted to distract me by, like, talking about keep it cleaner and everything, oh which is really gosh. sweet. But then she pulled. She's like, I need to help you get dressed. And she pulled out a one-day bridal bag from the closet that Dalton had driven <laughs> out the day before. <gasps> And that's when I was like, oh my God, maybe this is what's yeah. happening. I still wasn't, I still was honestly like, he you never would not to do be. it. You no. never want to be like, he's to exactly. do it. Exactly. Because what it's if he doesn't? Yeah. So and then you're just like in a dress I see crying. This dress <laughs> and it was, it's the most beautiful dress I've ever seen in my oh, life. stunning. Like I love literally. Kyat. And the, it's so funny. The night before we were on the couch and he showed me, he was on One Day Battle Instagram and he said it was because he was like looking for inspo for something <laughs> with his work. I was like, okay. And sure. he's showing me this, the dress that I wore. And he's like, oh my God, this is beautiful. I'm like, oh, but I'll never get to wear anything like that because like, it's not. You know, it's not a wedding dress, and like it's so beautiful, it's so glamorous. Like, where would I ever wear that? Like, it's so beautiful, but like, you know, anyway, so I got to wear it, and I was putting it on, and it was so tight like, in my um, because it didn't stretch, it took me literally five minutes to get each arm (laughs) on. And I was like, but in my head, I'm like, no, I have to wear this, I have to wear this. Dalton's organized it, like, can you imagine? (laughs) Anyway, and so I got it on, um, and then Shay was like, oh, here's shoes for you. And I was like, "Who's?" Shoes. And they were they were Lana's shoes, yeah. which is very sweet. Um, Lana's actual shoes, and so they were worn shoes. Oh. So I was like, and they weren't mine. And so I was you're like, like what is whose going on? shoes are these? Like, who's worn them before? Like, whose are these shoes? And I'm really so confused. I know, I, the poor thing. I was literally giving her a Spanish inquisition. I was like, but what are we doing? You know, don't you? You know, what are we going? <laughs> anyway, so she ended up leaving the room. Um, and then she came back and she's like, I just have to sit with you. We just have to wait for a bit. I was like, okay. Oh, the pressure um, on her. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's how I got into it. So it was, mm. people were writing like, oh my God, it was so, it was so staged, staged, blah, yeah. blah. But I had had no idea and I had I was literally saying to her I'm like I and when we got in the elevator and this is like people were looking at me like what are you wearing and I was like in my, like giving them back eyes like I don't know what I'm wearing I don't know what I'm doing I don't know I've never worn something this dressy before and I was saying to show like is the restaurant really dressy like why would I be wearing this is this something <laughs> we people wear she's like yeah yeah I'm like Delson just wanted you to feel beautiful on your birthday oh. and yes so Gosh, Lana is so, funny. so and it's really cool because I've never been able to work with Lana before so it was the first really? time I got to oh. work with her and she Indirectly. Like, Chosen a <laughs> perfect dress that I she fitted it herself, which was really yeah, sweet. Yeah, I heard she like, put it on Like, tried
2: on with shoes because I couldn't try it on. So, yeah, that is it was so really sweet. sweet. I love, though, how everyone's like, it was so staged yeah. because they both knelt in the same way. I'm like, how else how do, you do you propose? You? Like, there is no other position. I thought that was really funny. Like, yeah. I don't understand. And then the is. girls got down on the ground. Every girl gets down yeah, on the ground and like gives their partner yeah. a hug. Oh, you like, morons. How? You're
0: just going to leave them down there. Like, yes, you stay down there.
2: Yes, just, just stay. I will watch you from up here. That's so stupid. <laughs> All right. So that was so exciting. I'm so glad we what got a to start. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad we actually got to talk about I that because that is so exciting. And I kind of wish we had a snippet of both of you talking about it, not knowing. Oh, my God. That would have I been know. amazing. I was,
0: that was so funny, though, when Seth was like, Oh, we're going to this winery. And I was like, Oh, my God. Ha, ha, ha,
2: ha.
0: You were so good.
2: I had no idea. You were like,
0: The boys just really
2: yeah. want us to relax. <laughs> I
0: think because Seth believed it. It so much, and because we we how long before did they give it to us? Six weeks before, or something? Maybe a month. And because we'd oh. spoken about it quite a bit, I was like, like believing the story. <laughs> Literally, I think that's yeah. why I said so calm. Yeah I, yeah, I reckon. Oh, that's so funny.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, usually I would start with asking everyone what the most down-to-earth thing is about <laughs> them. I kind of feel like everyone's already heard how down-to-earth you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you can answer it for each other. What is? I mean, you guys are so amazing at showing your real selves. Like everything you do with Keep It Cleaner is about that, is showing that you can do full glam and be, you know, super successful <laughs> businesswomen and international models but you can also just be like the girl next door who are obviously just such good friends such good people really family orientated but for everyone else who hasn't come across you yet Mm -hmm. it could be quite intimidating from the outside so what's one super down to earth thing about the other person
0: well laura (laughs)
1: um aside from being one of the most selfless person ever to come across i've ever come across in my life um she treats everyone exactly the same so that's one thing that I personally love about her and that I think everyone who meets her would agree, um, whether you're a kid girl or a, a, like random person that we're meeting for the first time on the street or um, a famous person, anyone, she'll say hello and, and give you the time of day. Um,
2: yeah, just like, like
1: anybody else. It's it's really, it's really nice. And, you know, she does so well and she's really killed it and um, she's a great like personality and, and <laughs> I everything. I leave the room. I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no, but like she. Well, that's what I mean. So like you know, she she has confidence. Like there's no doubt about it. But um, at the same time, she's she's not vain in any way, and she will never put herself above anyone else. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. it's so nice. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would say, I suppose, a realist thing about Steph, I think out of anyone, and this is what I was thinking last night, Steph so put up a post last night, um, literally she was looking for the Daily Mail article, the funny one that she hadn't read about our oh, about wedding anger, proposal yeah. and she found one about her that it just photos, like obviously they always take the most unflattering photos in the worst slide and... And she started saving the photos and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm going to post it because, like, I just want people to see this side mm. of me. And Steph does that all the time. And I think, like, I mean, a lot of people do it now and it's amazing. But Steph, I don't know many people with the amount of followers and the kind of modelling career that, like, Steph has that no one does that. Mm. Like, no one in Steph's position behaves the way and is as responsible, I suppose, for all the young girls that mm. are following them as Steph is. Like, with, It's true. Who? No one. It's true. No, no one, no one does that. And I think Steph like really puts herself out there. Um, And because also like Steph is such a big model as well. It's hard when you're a model because you you can be like, it's hard with your confidence because sometimes like, because I don't model as much anymore. But at the time when I did, it was really hard because it's like, oh, you don't want a client to see you in bad light because Mm. they might not book you and might not think you're perfect. And most of the people that are as big as models as Steph kind of would never put out any bad image of themselves because they'd be scared that someone would see it and maybe not book them or whatever. But, like, Steph is so real and literally posts everything. And Mm. I think it's, like, a huge testament to her because for her position that she's in with the amount of followers, like, nobody does that. Yeah, and, and there's so cool. much more
2: at stake as well. Like exactly, it's, it's all well and good for like you know me to do my bloops and whatever, but I don't have my whole career at stake when well, it's I do the same that. Same
0: with me, exactly. Yeah. like I don't. So I'm like, oh well, I don't really get any modeling jobs anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, shut, <up. laughs> shut up. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool that you do that stuff. Uh, and, yeah. No, I want to really leave the room. <laughs>
1: <Because> <laughs> it's so
0: cute. And and and, um, <laughs> Seb doesn't like washing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the house
2: is a mess at the moment. Oh, my God. I love that you no, think no. this is messy. It's so clean. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> but I actually, this one thing, I love washing,
2: mm.
0: um, but it's your no. biggest thing.
2: No. Yeah. No. I enjoy the sorting process. I'm not, I don't like washing. I really like folding, though. It's weird. Do you? That's See, I'm okay favorite. with
1: washing. I'm okay with folding and putting into piles. Not putting it I'm not it away. okay with putting it away. Oh.
2: Yeah, that's
1: my problem. I will <laughs> do
2: everything up until the putting away part. I don't mind the putting away, but I don't like the washing part.
0: <laughs> and I don't <laughs> mind folding. I we <laughs> all swap and collaborate with uh, We could do like with. a production line.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think because I've never been in retail, the folding doesn't bother me because I've never like overdone it. Whereas anyone who's worked in clothing, I think they're like, I haven't oh been God, in folding. retail and I don't like folding. See, I <laughs> do Okay, well, retail, I'll do your folding. <laughs> okay so the first segment is called way ta which is pretty much just explaining everything before what people see now so how you got there and i think so many stories now on the outside seem like an overnight success but they're always like a, an overnight success 20 years in the making mm, yeah, <laughs> so can you tell us about your young selves like back at, at the school days you know i think it was Borondara Park Primary and East Ivanhoe. Oh my god, how do you know that? How did you even? That is, oh my god, the book? I read the book. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah, I just totally read it in there. That's so funny. So were you guys cool at school? Did you have jobs at Maccas? Like, you know, did you do normal teenage things or did your modeling careers start really early? Did you Please tell me you went through awkward phases. (laughs) Oh,
1: absolutely. I think everyone did. But it's actually funny because this came up in conversation the other day. We often do school chats and it's often with high schools and a lot of the older year levels. But we did have a chat to year sixes the other day, which was very different for us because obviously we completely altered our chat towards them. And it was just really cute. They were all just excited about getting started with high school and just to see the confidence and everything in younger i mean obviously everyone's different and mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids who don't have that confidence and all that sort of stuff of course but this group of girls were possibly the most confident and like mm-hmm. yeah. just
0: beautifully natured like they were just amazing and, and wasn't it funny with the book like we spoke about yeah. they'd never heard of us any of them which is which so was fine well, of yeah. course they're 16 i oh, sorry they're grade six and i was then just like they weren't 16 we <laughs> spoke about you know our products in Kohl's and our program and then they were like oh yeah but then when we said we've written a book they were like oh my god that's the coolest thing ever how did you become yeah, like what the authors oh. so it's just so funny that but as, like the questions we got from them was like what was your favorite
1: sport in school yeah and like <sighs> just how, how do you go about if your friends like don't want to play the sport you want to play. Like it was just really, they were so sweet. And all we just kept saying to them was like, please hold on to Keep your that. confidence and your innocence for as long as you can. Um, but it did kind of take us back. Like as we left the school, I said to Laura, do you remember what you were like in primary school? Because I do. I loved primary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being extremely sporty. Um, and I loved the fact that I had an older brother in you know two, two years above me because it made me feel like I was kind of welcome from the get-go yeah. and I was a captain and all that sort of stuff so I, I was very confident as a kid um, that started very early and kind of did drag on through high school as well and it was really only after sc- high school when I started modeling when all of that sort of changed but yeah you couldn't quite remember what you were like
0: in primary school because you <laughs> no, I just can't, I can't remember I feel like my memory from that point is. Has- I remember some things that we did but mm. I I like sport and so I remember from Yeah. From primary we sport. both were sporty when you were younger. Mm. Like yeah. <laughs> and you were sports captain? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or um
1: I was like Kuma captain in Burundara. It's Kuma. Um blue. <laughs> and then I was like in the VRC in Southern High School. I think I just really liked being in like some sort of leadership position, mm. which I suppose is funny because it's now led to me wanting to run a business and all that sort of stuff. So I, I think that's always come with me. Not that I ever would have imagined <laughs> that I'd be doing what I do today.
0: <laughs> and you worked at Boost? Yeah, I worked Brumb- at Boost. Was
1: Ramby's first? Baker's Delight. Baker's Delight. Oh. So oh, Baker's Delight was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't believe you got that wrong. So we, I did that for – um, I started when I was 14 and I worked there till I was 18. So that was my first job. Um, and it was great. It taught me so much, um, just customer service, but also just like speaking to strangers mm. and being comfortable and all that sort of stuff and worth it, ethic and everything. It was great. So I kind of... Any teenagers, I, I like to try and motivate them to get a part-time job because I think you mm. learn so much when you do that outside of school. And then, yeah, I worked at Boost. I worked at Supre over Christmas at one point. <laughs> I worked at Osmosis over Christmas at one point. Yeah, I, I really liked working. And then when I was finished high school, I had kind of too many different directions I was interested in. Part mm. of me wanted to be a PE teacher because uh, I love kids. Um, another part of me wanted to be a photographer. The other part of me wanted to do something with animals. So I couldn't quite decide, but there was always this um, other side of me that really loved the idea of modelling and Mm. just trying out the industry. I did it for a couple of years when I was a kid and loved it. I think that goes back to my confidence of just, yeah, being happy to be on that side of the camera. But, um, yeah, so I ended up taking a gap year and starting modelling, and at the time I was still working at Boost. (laughs) Yep. And then um, I quickly had to leave my job at Boost because I realized that the modeling industry is so spontaneous (laughs) and you kind of have to be able to be called up and told where you're working tomorrow. (laughs) So I, yeah, I started modeling full time and I was able to, I was getting enough regular clients that I was able to do that. And yeah, it kind of led me into meeting the people that I've met. One of those people being Laura. (laughs) Um, So yeah, definitely wouldn't be able to do what we do without meeting each other in the industry.
0: Mm. And then I, where did I work? I worked at Subway. I started as a sandwich artist. <laughs> Don't tell everyone what you did. Don't give away Subway's secrets. <laughs> yeah, I ate the frozen cookie dough. It was delicious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is so
2: good. Yeah, it was really
0: good. So I started working there at St. as Surf as soon as I could work when I was 14 and nine months. Um, I was there for about a year. I started on $6.70 an hour. <laughs> Yep, killing it. I know. <laughs> um, and then I went and worked. Actually, next door there was a pizza restaurant, and they kind of came up and stole a few of my friends from Subway. said you should come work here. So you got headhunted. Great. Yeah, I got headhunted. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went and worked at the pizza shop for. I was there for about five and a half years. Wow. So that was waitressing. That was great. I feel like you learn to mm-hmm. really work under pressure when you waitress. So totally. That was amazing. a great job. And then I also worked at a Hospital in um, administration as a ward clerk, mm. working in Heidelberg um, for about five years. I think I did both the jobs for about two years, and then I just worked at the hospital and started modelling. I actually was originally enrolled in dietetics, was my first preference with uni. But then I got my ATAR back, and I never thought I would get a score good enough to get into law. So I was like, "Oh, I'm going to do law," <laughs> which I mean, it's been really, really helpful, mm. and it, I'm so I am really happy that I did it. But then I also kind of wish that I had stayed with dietetics, yeah. which was what my gut wanted to do. And- yeah. <laughs> what my gut Your feeling gut was i should do like- it yeah literally, no. <laughs> my gut feeling was i wanted to do something in-house anyway so then i started my um my uni degree the first semester i i really didn't like uni at all i found it um because the subjects are so broad you would know when you started like it's really and i didn't do any legal studies in school so i hadn't i didn't know anything i didn't even i didn't know that the different types of courts i didn't even know what a barrister was <laughs> yeah, and <me> either. <laughs> i'm in class with all these mature aid students and they know everything because a lot of them had worked in the industry and I was like this is so boring and I don't like it and and I was doing arts as well and they were really I chose like the easiest subjects that were really broad Um, and so I just felt really like there was no guidance with my uni so then I deferred a semester Um, And I worked waitress and worked at the hospital to save for a car. And then I went back to uni full time. And when I went back, I really liked it because I I think I really didn't like working in administration. Like I wanted to work towards something and that wasn't for me. And
2: And by second year, you probably have a little bit more. Yeah, um, and I
0: appreciate it a bit more. And and also the subjects like getting a little bit more specialized so that it's really good. And then I started modeling, I think around that time, Mm. um, And yeah, I just did it. It was a great part-time job for me while I was at uni um, because I didn't have to work as many hours. So um, that was great. And yeah, then I met Steph Mm. and then we both went overseas and modelled. I went to Milan and for two or three months, I think, and I deferred uni and I started my house blog at that point um, because I didn't know what to do at night. So I thought that's
2: what I would do. (laughs) Um, And then Steph was in New York. Mm. That's amazing. You guys actually started what I think, from looking from the outside, is quite late in the modelling industry. Like mm, a lot of people start definitely. in their early, early teens. Yeah. I
1: mean, as I said, I did it for like two years when I was eight. Yeah. Um, you know, did that kid modelling. But as you mentioned before, there's that awkward stage that everyone goes through in high school. Um, I think there isn't that many young teenage models for a good reason. <laughs> I feel like that's when most definitely. people go through their awkward stage. I know I remember um, I was – quite short when I started high school I grew a lot towards the end of high school I didn't hit puberty till I was 15 or 16 Um, and I used to think that my head looked a little too big for my body because (laughs) my height hadn't quite caught up with me Um, and then I had braces for three years I had like jaw surgery because I had an overbite like I had a missing tooth for a year so yeah I think We've all gone through those stages and that wasn't the only thing that was stopping me from modelling. I also, you know, my mum and dad wanted to make sure that I finished mm. school and that that was, you know, the absolute minimum. If I wasn't going to uni, at least I had my VCA and everything. So yeah. And
0: sporadic work. I mean, as I've said before, you don't know when you're going you to work. And if you're in year 12 and you're getting called up to do a job and the thing is with the modelling industry when you first start, or I felt, was that you kind of have to take have to every yes. single opportunity mm. to everything because even if it's a free shoot and you have to drive four hours to get you're the so shoot. You're lucky to get you're like, oh my God, I have to do it because this might lead to something else. And then I'm going to, you kind of think that it's so glamorous and it's not glamorous when you start working in it, but from the outside, you think that's what it's like. So to not, uh, to start in when you're younger, you know, to miss days of school, to be driving to a test shoot that you have to pay for or things like that, it is quite hard because you know, yeah. you'd miss sacks and things like that. So um, yeah.
1: I also think we started at a good time as well because Even though I was 18, Laura was 19, we still went through our tough times with modeling and through Mm. our own body insecurities and Mm. eating issues and all that sort of stuff. But if it happened any earlier, I could only imagine how much more fragile I would Mm. have been. So I think that's another thing. Yeah, it can happen to the most mature people, but at least we'd kind of gone through that stage already of, mm. of being a young easily influenced teenager yeah. and you have to
0: be okay with being rejected mm. all the time like i think i got one job out of 20 castings mm. so it's not like it's all happy it's and you know one of um, our close friends actually from the industry started a, a lot like younger than us and um i've spoken to her about it and she said one day she, um a client in front of her said that her nose was too big mm. I think she was 14 or 15, she went home and she said, mum, I need to change my nose because it's too big. And it's you have to be mature enough to realise that it's not you, it's what that person thinks of you yeah. and that does not mean that you are not Beautiful or that you're not good mm. enough, it just means that you are not the right look for them, so and you job, have yeah. to be in a, I suppose, a mature enough mindset. And even now, I mean, you can be really mature and still sometimes go through days where you have down days, of course. But mm. you have to be okay with not being everyone's yeah. perfect idea of a model because it's
2: impossible. Yeah, mm. mm. yeah. It's interesting to like. I definitely want to come back to the struggles that you do go through yeah. as a model, even when you are a little bit older and a little bit more mature. But I think it's really inspiring for a lot of other people out there to know that you can still have a really successful career and you Mm. don't have to start when you're 13. Like that's not the only way to do it. And if anything, you might get further if you're a little bit more well-rounded and have a fallback of your VCE beforehand. Absolutely.
1: And even the fallback of doing other stuff. So when I did start modeling full-time, there was only like a handful of girls in melbourne that were doing that um most probably three, three yeah literally three. <laughs> most girls i came across and yeah. i was new to the industry so i had no idea what was what <laughs> but like most girls in the industry were all either studying uni um or had a full-time job and were just doing it on the side and i enjoyed doing it full-time for a while and it probably wasn't until i noticed what it was doing to my confidence and stuff like that that i kind of realised. That there was more reason that people had a fallback other than you know your modeling career ends at some point and that you can't do anything about it. It's also about you know keeping your mind on something else because what I did find was when I had a day off or even a couple of days off or God forbid a week off (laughs) of modeling, I was like, oh my god, why am I getting booked? I probably need to go to the gym more, or I was just focusing too much on my physical appearance or thinking too much about why I wasn't working um, that it was affecting me. Whereas Nowadays, I'm, obviously I work on Kick full-time, um, but even like take it back a year ago when it wasn't so full-time for both of us, um, still took up a lot of our time, but wasn't like it is today. I didn't stress so much when I had a week off because I had so much else I needed to get mm. done and so much else distracting me. So... My, yeah, I I didn't focus so much on like, oh, why aren't I working or whatever. So it's, yeah, it's a lot better now for my mindset, having that balance. And I think that's why a lot of girls have those other fallbacks and those other things, mm. not just for financial backup, but for your mindset.
0: Yeah, you have to have it. And that's why it, it's so hard for us when girls come up to us and say, and they might be so beautiful, but they're young and they say, I want to be a model. How do I get into it? And we're like The first oh, thing we ask them is
1: how their confidence is and like, yeah. you know, how how comfortable are you in your own skin and all that sort of stuff because a lot of the time it is those young girls who are actually already super insecure that want to get into the industry and I kind of say, "Well, I feel like you should work on that first before Mm. jumping in because it's only going to hurt that. It's not going to make that better. Mm. And then even young models who are in the industry and they are working, um, but maybe not as much as they want to be or as they thought they were going to be. And as I said, may have jumped in as a full-time and
0: Mm.
1: have realized now that there's not enough work for them or their look to be full-time and it's really upsetting to them. It's really hard and like all we can really say is look like i would find something else to distract mm. yourself with like mm. then when the modeling jobs come up you'll appreciate them you'll love them you'll have fun and then when you they don't like you've got something else to do yeah because yeah. you
0: can't get and that's one thing we always say you cannot control you know with uni and work you can work really hard in mm. your job and you get a promotion you can work really hard at uni and you get a good mark you can work your ass off in the gym you can eat as like the cleanest side in the whole world and you still don't have control over how successful you're going to be as a model because if you do not look a certain way, you will not succeed. Mm. And I think that's really hard and it's hard when... People say, look, obviously a lot of models work really hard and it is hard to be a model and, and you do need to put a lot of hard work in and mm. not taking anything away from that. But it's hard to say if you work hard, you can do whatever you want and you can become a model because you the not. reality yeah. is that's not everyone. That's 0.0001% of the population that happens to be born with genetics to look a certain way. Mm. But I think that's what we always say to girls. Like, you know, okay, if you really want to do it, you know, this is how you, you can. But if you can't, don't worry about it because there's so many other things that you can do and you can control them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys Um, are are such good role models for that because it is such a unique industry in that it's seasonal, it does depend so subjectively on something that isn't really within your control. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if you don't have the skin for that, which most women by default don't, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you can grow it over time, it's amazing that you're really showing people you can have other things going on and it's important too because not only is it only based on your looks but you guys have more than that anyway like even if you could go full-time it's amazing that you're showing that you're using other parts of your personality and your skills because you get stimulation from that as well like you probably go crazy being as motivated you guys as you guys are (laughs) you know like I mean modeling is hard work and I'm sure it does take Mm. brain work to some level but if you were just standing in front of the camera all day Mm. the parts of your brains that now are stimulated by what you do would be like like dying yeah, in cobwebs absolutely. in the corner. <laughs> a soul, it's a
1: little soul crushing at times, but it is about like, for, for me anyway, I, I know how those girls are feeling. You know, the young girls that's dreaming mm. about getting into industry. That was me. I wanted to be a model since I was like five. Mm. So I would never say to someone, don't, don't do it. Do it. Don't yeah. bother. Um, Just equip me, yourself. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's been the best stepping stone ever in my life. It's got me to where I am today. I still enjoy it to this day, but it's absolutely put me
2: through some really tough times in my life too. So it's just about being aware of all that Mm, stuff. Yeah, totally. So before we do move on to like Hmm. the more challenging side, you've obviously both, worked really hard on your portfolios outside of modeling. And Laura, you're a law student, so nearly nearly finished, got yeah. a couple of subjects to go. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Steph, uh, you have Soda Shades with Josh. And, I mean, you both have Keep It Cleaner, which has products in supermarkets. You've got a new app. You've got the book, <laughs> The Girl's Guide to Kicking Goals, which is absolutely amazing. You have Ooh, so yeah. many other balls in the air, which is just incredible. So tell us about how you've grown into businesswomen and mm-hmm. how the programs have come about, how you yeah. met, and then how you decided to change that into a business relationship as well. And like, yeah, just how it all unrolled after finding that you wanted more than modeling in your life. Well, I
1: think um, as I touched on before, um, being someone who was like always liked being a leader and all that sort of stuff, I think it was when I had the idea to have something going, I got excited by it because not the idea to lead something, but I I don't know what it is, but the – and I don't like the word boss either – But being a boss somewhat excited me because I could do kind of what I wanted in the direction that I wanted and kind of have control over something. I I kind of liked the idea of that. And when we both saw what Instagram could do and we were both fortunate enough to have great followings and we were working for other companies and promoting their brands and we caught on to the marketing power of it. Um, And I think it was at that point where I was like, we could be doing something for ourselves. Like, is there anything we're interested in sharing and and making and creating outside of modelling and promoting it on Instagram? Like, why not make the most of it? And it was at that time when eBooks were really big. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd both come back from overseas and we both had our struggles overseas and we kind of wanted to pick ourselves back up, remove ourselves slightly from the modelling industry, um, only to, as I said earlier, focus our minds on something else. And for us, that was, you know, Cleaner eating, or like you know, fresh food, and, and learning how to um, have healthy recipes, and all that sort of stuff that don't cost <laughs> a lot of money, and you don't have to go to a super cool superfood store or health food store like you go to Coles or Woolies. And that's when the ebook came up to um, for our idea. We just kind of thought, let's try it. Let's do it for fun. Created 37 recipes, put it in an ebook, put it out there to the world, and. For us, fortunately, it went really well and got a really, really great response,
2: surprisingly. Chuck the banana I in think. the corner. And- yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> called it literally everything,
0: literally. <laughs> um,
2: so that's We Googled. Of, that's how we literally yeah. we had no
0: idea how to do it. And I think that's something that we always say to people is to just do it. And yeah. As you guys would know, you you don't just wait until something's perfect because nothing is ever going to be no. perfect. Mm. You just do it. And we literally Googled how to make an ebook. Yeah. And <laughs> if you we make mistakes, from there. you learn from And we didn't them. know. We didn't know what we had to do. No. So we weren't scared of it because we had no idea how hard it is to create all the recipes and um shoot them all and cook them all we, we didn't know so we just we were a bit naive but yeah. it worked out really well because we weren't scared of it and I think naivety
2: really helps you get over you know Definitely. it's better that you don't know with the risks that you're yeah. going yeah. into
1: <laughs> but then I just think that once we saw how well it was going we just wanted to grow that um, and not just for ourselves we wanted to be there more a community was growing mm. um which was awesome we didn't even know that that was going to be mm. a part of it, and now it's our favorite part of what we do. But once that community was growing, they were asking for more, and not in like a greedy sense. Like just <laughs> they were obviously enjoying what we we're putting out there, and we wanted to keep putting more and more out there. And with an ebook, once you do it, it's done and, and it's connect there. with them more. And yeah, so we started the blog. Well, so Laura changed her. Got rid of her food, fit and repeat. I was going to say food, blog. fit and repeat. Food, yeah. fit and repeat. Yeah, yep, that's
0: what it was called.
1: Well, because it, it was kind of similar to what we were going to do with Kik. So she decided to get rid of that. And um, Kik was very much that sort of thing. We released recipes, three recipes, three to four, four if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, four recipes a month. <laughs> one workout, one workout on the iPhone. And then, like, two blog posts. So it was, like, not a lot of content. But at the time, it was obviously exciting to people,
0: mm-hmm. which is great. And it was still – at that point, it was still a hobby. Like, we are still working. Yeah. Um, doing our other stuff. Doing our own thing. And it was – we we never took money out of it at that no. point. It was just, like, something that was just there. And, yeah. cool. it's, like, makes a little bit of money and that's amazing. But it's just a hobby and we didn't yeah. see it as, as – we didn't really see it as a business. At that no, point.
1: But, we st- but we did in a way and we did in our back end because that's the it's whole like reason we didn't take money out. Because we were, like – Let's just leave it, it there. Yeah. In case we want to do something else. Yeah. And we did, and we're so glad that we left the money there because it was definitely. It- it supported us so much when we did want to take that next step in the business and grow to everything else we've done. But, but yeah, it's really, it, it has not happened overnight. So that was four years ago when mm. we did the ebook. And the ebook was out by itself for about a year until we did the blog. And then the blog was out for probably a year. And then we did yeah. our first program. And when we did our first program, Kit Girls, that was also when the groceries started. So we started off with seven SKUs in Coles, which was. Like unreal, I think for us when we yeah. saw a physical product in on, the shelf. on a shelf yeah. in something like Coles, we were like, what? Because <laughs> we were so used to you know online side of stuff and like selling an ebook or like blog, like we could see all that and we could see it was going well. But I think seeing a physical thing like that, and I think it also. It's weird that those kind of things can really impress like relatives and friends, <laughs> and the whole online side. It's hard for them get to it. understand, so <laughs> yeah. they're like, "What?" But then, as soon as they see something
0: like that, they're like, "Oh my god!" So I think we were really excited about that, and to see that the yeah. the trend the social side translated into the the supermarket because mm. we didn't know. I mean, we'd never release a physical product. Uh, to know what the sales would be like. We'd mm. done a collaboration with a bake mix company that and that online. went reasonably well, but it was sold online. Mm. So to see that our um, community and our brand had grown and it actually translated into sales in the supermarket and it was it was really, really cool to see yeah. that it... Because I think people say and that's I think it's been probably the biggest challenge that we have faced is being – and we still sometimes happens is people to see us as like, oh, Instagram. you know, you're like Instagrammers that are models and we are – I would like to think we're so much more than yeah. that. Um, and so getting people to take us seriously has been probably one of the most – yeah, the most challenging yeah. thing I think that we've gone through with our business. Um, we've got – I think the best way to deal with it is to – literally just succeed in the background and yeah. then they'll see Let what them you're doing. It doesn't really matter what other people think. Yeah. Um, it matters what the people that care about you think and they think good things, I yeah. think. Yeah. But, yeah, it was really cool to to show that, no, we're not just models on Instagram that have a following, mm-hmm. that we've actually grown this community and grown this business and, and this is what yeah. we can do.
1: and we're not just planning our name or our brand and our faces on things no. like, you know, the book we both wrote completely mm-hmm. ourselves obviously it was edited by Murdoch but like we wrote that the all the recipes and all that sort of stuff a lot of them are our recipes that we've developed over time other than that we've got people on board who's a part of our team which is awesome we now run we have our office that we have staff that we now manage like all of that stuff that people don't see i think is a massive part as how the business has been growing the way it has um even the groceries products we are 100 percent there behind the scenes with the development the design like everything Mm. um it's yeah we're not just the faces of the brand we like literally developing the products with our team so i think it's nice for us to be able to share that whenever we can because a lot of people don't see that or think that, mm. but as Laura said, it gets to a point where we're just proud of ourselves and we don't really mind if
2: if people think we're just Instagrammers. That's fine. <laughs> Let them just think that. That's cool. But that is the coolest thing about you guys is there are a lot of people out there who are doing things that they do just throw their name on it and they are Instagrammers who have mm. built a business around their which personal is fine brand. Too. Which is exactly. yeah, which totally is totally which is totally fine. But you have actively taken it to a new level of building your own brand that's not just a collab that you've like said i'll endorse and like say Mm -hmm. i'm the ambassador for you're not just the ambassador you're actually like in an office product developing Mm. testing recipes have been doing that for years now testing your own recipes and stuff and it's you're right when you put your head down and your bums up and just work hard like people notice because i've noticed for four Mm. years i've known that you guys have been developing your own recipes (laughs) which means it's obvious that you didn't just get someone to do them and Mm. then put your name on it because everyone has seen you Build that and you yeah. show a lot of the behind the scenes as well which is also makes it so much more like accessible that you're actually in an office you're doing all that yeah. stuff
1: well I mean like we we want to be there as as motivators for for young girls or even guys um to think that they can be an entrepreneur or do what they want to do and, and actually enjoy their career choice in life like we love that if people look up to us for that that's awesome but we also want to show them that it, it doesn't just happen overnight as yeah. you said and there's so much work behind the scenes so I think that's why we're so open about sharing as much as we can,
2: um, behind the scenes. And it's also true that, you know, you have what 1.3 million followers that doesn't necessarily always convert to sales on no, a shelf. Definitely. Like, Absolutely not. that yeah. doesn't, I mean, I, of all people running a food business, no. I know that like when people post for us who have massive audiences, sometimes it converts, sometimes it doesn't. Depends it's how they engage in who their audience is. Yeah. People think it's just so easy, but it's, it's really hard work. Yeah. And so what, what do you guys do? do day to day like mm. do you split your roles i know that nick and i to make the relationship work <laughs> have to have really different roles and departments do you guys split like finances and comms and media or do you do a bit of everything and like when do you get people in do you engage in the finances like mm. how do you kind of split all that mm. stuff up?
0: well the funniest thing about our relationship is that we have never ever ever sat down or ever really discussed what we do, we just do it. We've never sat down and said, okay, you do this. Even with the book, it wasn't like, okay, I'll write this chapter, you write this chapter. We literally had a Google Doc and we just wrote and it just worked and that's how our business Mm. operates. We just do what we do Mm. and it just works because we both know that we're going to work as hard as we can in the time that we have. So there's nothing like you need to do this and you need to do this. It's just we just do yeah and we've just fallen into roles then yeah. we but we've also we've now worked together for four years so we've we picked we up know... on each other's
1: strengths exactly so there's things now that i leave to laura and then there's things that i like to try and take over so i think it's just those those knowing each other's strengths um but also just sharing a lot of the stuff i mean we're fine and a lot of the time you know if laura's out in a jagged shoot or I, i've got to go do something for midnight or soda like we have that understanding that um, because we share a lot of the same roles, it's okay because we can kind of help each other out if we're not there. But we've – Got a bookkeeper finally. So that's no longer Laura's yes, yeah, um, I, we, responsibility. We over. <laughs> that is a great outsourcing yeah. um, moment. <laughs> yes, no
0: more accounting. <laughs> yeah.
1: I um that's one thing I felt terrible about ongoing was like <laughs> never doing that. Because yeah, I I just kind of I'm just
0: I'm kind of a little bit sad that I don't do it anymore
1: But, but you are a relief. numbers
2: person as well. Sometimes I kind I'm of not. do it and I'm like this isn't that bad. Yeah, I kind of like spreadsheets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's more now that we have staff. Yeah. Not paying them on time and things like that is not acceptable. Yeah. So I was like, let's just get the stress away from you and put it to the bookkeeper. So things like that, like we've definitely brought people on board um, and, and our whole team is amazing. Um, and they've been able to pick up on areas where we had no <laughs> idea. Exactly. So.
0: Yeah. And it's been nice, I think, having a team as well for our relationship because even if, you know, one of us thinks one thing and the other one thinks another thing, the team will decide decide together. So it's really nice to have a sounding board of a great team who can help with everything as well.
2: Yeah. So now you have an office and staff, yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously I mean you guys are doing so well, but you're also really smart about it, you know earning so much money at such a young age. you both have houses <laughs> and enormous followings. Like, how does it feel? Mm. Do you feel is it surreal? Like you're like, oh, I'm a young, it's successful businesswoman homeowner. When we
0: meet girls that do the program. That's the most surreal thing. Yeah. I think we still operate, Seth and I have both not come from, like we weren't born into really, really, we weren't born into money. Like no. we weren't, we've never had, and we've both walked, worked since we were 14. Like yeah. we both have very so fortunate both, lives. Of course, but of course. Yeah, like, we yeah but it wasn't handed every, to yeah, you. Exactly right. And I think because we've had to work hard for everything, we still look at each other and we're like, like sometimes we'll, you know, we'd have a lunch and be like, oh my God, we can't put it on the business because (laughs) we might need it another day. We still, there's no point, I don't think, where you're like, okay, I don't care now, I can do whatever I want. Like we're still really, because you never know what's going to happen. I think that's the. I think we're both very
1: um, aware of the industry that we're in and um, not to, not to say at all that, you know, kick is dead without instagram because it is absolutely not that's why we've grown it you know to the book and the groceries and everything else outside of online because we believe that it is something that can stick around forever regardless of whether there's instagram or facebook or whatever but at the same time we obviously want to make the most of, of of this time so we're just working really hard and not really thinking about like how much money we're making or anything like that because we're just excited about keeping the ball rolling but in saying that though i think It's like when a family member or a close friend kind of brings you back to the earth (laughs) and is like, wow, that's really incredible. Sometimes, unfortunately, it takes until someone says something like that that you're like, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, when you look back at it, that is really cool. It's really, really cool. And you kind of pat yourself on the back. But I think that's just human, not being able to do that yourself all the time. time. Yeah. Um and you guys but, are busy, yeah.
2: you know. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting around <laughs> yeah. twiddling your thumbs. Like no, what can I, I congratulate myself you about? To <laughs> a, I don't
0: know. I don't know how to explain it, but with our business, like when I thought if you told us three years ago, like, you were going to have this business, I would have been like, oh, my God, wow, I'm never, like, that's going to be my job forever. It's going to be the best. But when now, when we're living it, it's kind of like, okay, when, I don't know, you don't get to a point where you're like, okay, we're done. Let's just, like, enjoy this because it's steady. It's like, okay, how do we improve it? How do we make it better for the community? And I think because there isn't that point where Mm. we are, like we don't i don't know how to explain it but as you're just get ambitious like, you just want to you just yeah. you crave being uncomfortable and you want to push yourself and and change things and challenge what you do and and I suppose because our community is the best thing in the whole world. We really never want to change the price of the program but we want to keep adding more value for them and making it better and easier to use and so there's never a point where we're like okay yeah it's done mm. this is going to be good enough because you can always make it better. Yeah. So I think we're just always kind of yeah. striving to make it better but then at the same time it is important every now and then to kind of be like okay wow we're
2: really we're proud, really of, proud ourselves. of ourselves yeah. yeah well you should be I mean it's Thanks. been incredible so nice. but the amazing <laughs> thing for you guys is there are so many incredible achievements so <laughs> what would looking back what are some of the big highlights that you can point out like you've both been on the cover of women's health which is like what the fuck like what what are some of those moments along the way in any of your businesses or careers like what has felt like wow for both of us that what you just mentioned like being on the cover of women's health was a definitely
1: WTF moment for both of <laughs> That's us insane. um i think just because it was a dream that we both didn't think was accessible if that yeah like possible it was just far far fetched yeah. i think it was just like that would be really cool but <laughs> it's not going to happen so when it did for both of us it was like Oh, yeah gay. it was crazy it was like
0: that doesn't happen to people like me like that's I kind of just thought that's not something that you, I can ever even dream of so it's never gonna happen
1: yeah so I think in the in the modeling industry that's probably what's excited us a lot also being recognized by something like women's health for us mm. with modeling as we keep saying we're so happy to be booked more so for our personality now than you know for me being a nine foot Five foot nine foot five (laughs) five foot nine blonde or whatever. Um I like being booked because I'm Steph. It just feels better when you're working and it and and also not
0: being booked on the cover and I didn't even know I was shooting the cover. And same with Steph. Mm. We both didn't even know we were shooting it when we shot it. And not being asked, you know, to lose weight before we shot it or to look fitter. It was like that week I'd been sick, I hadn't even exercised, and I didn't care because I was like, I'm here because it's me and I didn't even know what I was shooting. I thought I was shooting something else, but it didn't worry me that yeah. I, I, you know, we didn't deprive ourselves before the shoot. Yeah. We didn't, you know, train our bodies and starve ourselves so that we'd look different. No, mm-hmm. it was just what we looked like, and that was us. And it was that was pretty cool. I think yeah, to it's got cool to be recognized by them as well. And then the, I think the biggest thing in the whole world is meeting people from the community mm-hmm. because yeah. online you people write things, and it's so sweet what people write. But then when you actually see them in real life, and they you say feel like, their emotion, you have changed my life. Mm-hmm. That is the best feeling in the whole world and it's what drives us to just wanting to make everything better for them because it's like whoa we've actually helped you and and when we meet girls mums like i was about to say it's so amazing that we met um at bras and things the other week Mm. this mum came up to us and she was like my daughter never liked exercise and now she does a program every day and she's so happy and i've seen the change in her and we're like wow like that's (laughs) that's why we do what we do and and things like that that are like It's the best thing in the world. And
1: I think it's why mums are such a big deal to us is because obviously our, our market is young girls and we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing by them. So I think getting that recognition from their mums and everything and, mm-hmm. and saying like well done and you know should be more people like you and all those sort of beautiful comments that's when we're like okay we're
2: doing the right thing yeah, yeah. like we're, we're doing okay <laughs> if mums think and we're doing a good that. job yeah. <laughs> then- exactly <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that the next segment is called an ATA which I think is an area that you guys cover really well the the challenges that get in the way of your happiness and maybe some that you've actually overcome and that aren't as prominent in your life anymore but the fact that you're so open about them does probably make feel a lot more comfortable about the role models that they have going into modelling or going Mm. into even just teenagehood or Mm -hmm. their 20s as a woman. It's really hard. Social media can be a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. It's the most exciting thing that builds communities like Kik, but it can also breed lots of comparison, Mm -hmm. lots of self-doubt, lots of body image issues, and I know you've both been through that before. Mm. So what are some of the things that have said nay to your yay? And maybe let's start with body image because – In the modeling industry, that's the first thing you think of. It's quite a brutal industry by nature. Mm -hmm. Obviously can build careers and Mm -hmm. do wonderful things for you. Um, And there are great role models Mm. out there like you guys. But I know when you both... Sorry, Ari. (laughs) Hey, Ari. (laughs) Um, You know, Steph, you were in New York when you were 20 Mm. and Laura, you went to Milan. And I know, you know, in chapter three of your book, you guys talk about (laughs) confidence tips, which was, you know, they're amazing. They're so practical. But chapter four, the whole chapter is about body image Mm. and your body changing. So Mm. can you tell us about how you guys have gone through your journeys? Yeah. So...
1: We obviously went into a lot of detail in the book, um, and we have on social media before as well. But we just wanted to get it out there, and I think that's another thing with our book. Um, It's a guide, but there's also a lot of personal stories in there. Sorry for laughing. Ari's (laughs) on Laura's (laughs) lap.
2: Hello. (laughs) Where's Um, Billy? I know.
1: (laughs) So we have gone like dove in really deep with some personal stories in there because we thought it was really important, as we always do, to. Be quite w- real, and so with my story, um, as you said, I was in New York when I was twenty, and I lived in the states for ten months that year. And I wasn't with any friends and family. I made friends over there, obviously, and I had a few close friends who from the industry, but I wasn't a lot around, you know, my high school girlfriends or Josh or my family. And I was really easily influenced at that point because I was just so excited to be diving into a whole new market for, of the industry. You know, I'd always dreamed of going to New York and hoping my modeling dreams would come true and meeting all these big clients and stuff. So at that point I was just wanting to do anything to to get where I wanted to be. And one of those things was to lose a lot of weight. And I was actually a lot lighter than I am now when I was there, but it was also the period where my body was changing a lot. So I went through a period of really restrictive eating um, in the way of what I was eating. So I wouldn't let anything pass my lips if it wasn't the cleanest, you know, most organic thing but I ended up um, overeating. So it's almost like I said to myself, because I'm not having anything unhealthy because I didn't have that chocolate or that piece of cheese or those chips, I can have like four dinners and, you know, three servings of nuts and then 55 some, sweet potatoes. A whole tub of hummus. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, because it was all healthy. So yeah. it's fine. And I know that, and in that time when I look back, I was just telling myself that to make myself feel better about it. And it ended up being a, a really unhealthy cycle that I got into because it led to me being incredibly insecure in my body and my confidence was shot. Like, I have always been a really confident person, but in that year it was the, yeah it was gone. <laughs> yeah. I would get changed like 20 times a day. I was so embarrassed when I went to castings. I would just continuously be like, why am I here looking at all the other girls, continuously comparing myself to them. And it, and it was because my you know, I was exercising and eating right for all the wrong reasons. I was just trying to lose weight and I wasn't looking at food in the way I should have been. And I wasn't looking at exercise the way I should have been. It was all just if I was exercising, it was because I was punishing myself for Mm. overeating the hummus the night before. Like (laughs) it was literally like that. It was a cycle of that sort of thing. So I think though, for me going through that period and then working out that healthy balance in my life and realizing that I didn't have to weigh a certain weight to be happy um, and to be confident, that journey was definitely what made me want to start going into the health um, industry and, and starting things like Keep a Cleaner because I wanted to help anyone knowing that I had so many followers and people wanting to know what I was eating and like any advice that they could get on living healthily. I wanted to go through my experience and, and learn from it and try and help them out before they got into it or if they were in, in it, knowing that they weren't alone in that. And it just worked well with Laura because she had been through something similar, um, a little bit different. But it was just, I think the timing of it was just really good because we were able to then help
2: each other out um, mm. and support each other through that time. Because mm. you both came home at a similar time from overseas. Mm. Yeah, Is that right? and mine was
0: actually more from, when I was in Milan, I was very skinny. Fat, that for me was more of, an, I think, a self-discipline thing because I knew I deferred you need to be there. I had to be this size or I wasn't going to work. And it was like a mental thing. I was like, okay, I have to be this size or I'm not going to work so I'm going to get to this size. Mm. But when I came back, I was... Quite quickly I suppose able to get out of that headspace but for me the really really negative time was when I first started social media and I started following the people on Instagram I've never seen such attractive people
2: in my life you know what I mean like yeah, you, totally. where did
0: they come from like who looks like
1: this and especially because they're not all models yes they're just
0: getting a coffee or
1: they're yes, like walking I through know. a shopping
0: center and you're like what so they're normal people <laughs> that you don't expect to look that way and, and that for me was what made me start um, dieting. And I never dieted in high school. I, I, When my friends dieted, I thought it was funny. And I always just played sport. I love running and I never thought about it. And so to be opened up to this world of diets where there was, you know, and calorie counting and paleo and vegan and raw till four and, and all of these things, we've got Ari here giving us cuddles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really, I suppose, oh, it was just put this new pressure and it opened up this new world of diet and I yeah and so then from there I started calorie counting and and every food that I looked at I didn't look at it as food anymore I looked at it as a number and I had to track it in this app and when you're tracking and some people it works for them and that's so fine. But for me, tracking every single thing that I ate meant that I was scared of calories because I didn't want my calorie number to get to a certain num- point of the day. Mm. So, you know, I'd go, I wouldn't want to go out with my friends. And and so it was the same because you can't control the oil that's in the food. You don't know exactly what they use and you can't track it in your app. And so it's, you're going to have a breakdown because it makes you anxious that you don't know what's going in there. And I think that was what kind of started it for me and for me to kind of get out of that stuff helped me so much modeling didn't really help very much um obviously because it puts more pressure on you but i think it was more just like cleaning my up my social media, mm. um, unfollowing people that made me feel bad about myself. And then kind of learning that, you know, everything on social media, a lot of it, like the photos at the cafe of the girls, they're edited, oh, heavily, you know, like, heavily like everything is edi- face tune. exactly right. And I didn't really know that was the thing. And so I was comparing my body to edited bodies mm. of girls with different genes than me. And I think like I did bio in year 12, I understand it. I know what genetics are, but when you're on your phone on social media looking at a beautiful girl, you forget about genetics. You forget about common sense and you just start comparing yourself. And so it was kind of stopping myself. I still have days, of course, but mm. stopping myself from doing that all the time and getting off it. I think you guys call it the comparison
2: trap in the yeah. book. It is That's a trap. Right. You exactly. just get stuck there.
0: You do. And then you get stuck in a hole comparing yourself to this girl that you found her cousin from another country and <laughs> you're in her photos from 2013. In like, uh, like okay, Paraguay. Exactly. And you're like, okay, I need to stop and get off this because <laughs> this is not positive use of my time and it's making me feel really bad about myself.
2: You guys both have shared um, photos from the, that time yeah. when you were overseas and you're both so much skinnier mm-hmm. but not, you look so unhappy. And tired. And, and, and tired. Photos, like
0: my, our faces looked like mm. Really tired. gaunt yeah Mm. exactly but you
2: both now like the photos now look so fit and toned and strong but but joyous as well like glowing skin and i think that's the other thing when you're restricting your food firstly you're not fit and strong because you Mm -hmm. can't lift anything you're you're like you're actually affecting your longevity but your skin can't glow because you're not eating enough Mm -hmm. all of those things that i'm so glad to see role models like you are shifting the industry towards strong rather than skinny Mm. but also the hard thing still is that probably in those moments when you saw those photos at the time now you see and you go oh
0: but at the time at the time I remember in Milan when I took a photo and I remember taking it in the gym and I look back on it and I'm like I was so skinny I can't like I've never had a thigh gap in my life because I genetically can't really get one. But at that point I had one. <laughs> and I remember at the time I was like, Oh my God, you just look at yourself. You're like, Oh, I need to change this. Mm. I need to change this. Oh, I ate too much last night. Absolutely. And, but now when you, when you look back on it in a more mature mindset, when you're out of that comparison mm. mindset, you just think, Oh my God, how deluded was my mind? Mm. Like what was wrong with me to think that I was not okay at that Mm. point but I think it's it gets to a point where you realize like when I was in Milan I had this weight that I had to get to and I thought when I got there I would be so happy and all my dreams would come true and I'd get every modeling job but I got to that weight it brought me no happiness I just wanted to change more things Mm. like there's no weight or body that you're going to get to that's going to make you happy and solve problems and I think that we sometimes think and sometimes social media kind of makes us think that it will solve problems for us but it just creates more I suppose Mm.
2: so what did pull you out of it Like what was the moment where you did switch from that like body dysmorphia zone of like, I still don't look skinny enough to now you have so much perspective. Like how did you start that mental shift just to anyone out there who's kind of Going worrying, yeah, or who's like, I know I don't have perspective because I've had a similar thing. I yeah. wasn't from modelling. I got really sick in Africa and had a parasite, lost 15 kilos. Oh my god! But because once I lost them, I just yeah. kept. I went back to work and I yeah. didn't think. Of, I was like, oh, okay, I'm skinnier. Mm. Then I then it clicked over to like, oh well, I've got to stay this way now. Like yeah. I can't exactly. put anything on. Yeah. Look at photos. I'm like, that is so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I look like a 12 year old boy now, <laughs> but then I looked like <laughs> like a, like a f-
0: <laughs> a (laughs) five-year-old like
2: like I was so unwell Mm -hmm. but couldn't see it and so you have and I don't know what clicks you over whether it's someone saying are you sick or you know what did bring you guys kind of out of it
1: um well it was definitely not one moment I think that's one thing that we like to be really honest about um finding that journey to body confidence and self love and everything is a full journey. Mm. Um, and there isn't really like an end point where you're fully fine. We still have days where we wake up and we're insecure, um, all points in the day where we go to think negatively about ourselves. We're just quicker at getting ourselves mm. out of that mindset now. Yeah. And that happens over time. But for me, it was stressing less about the way I looked um and once I started eating well for how it made me feel and the energy it gave me and and focused on food in that way and then exercise because I enjoyed it you know I remembered how much I loved sports in school and I so then I started exercising again just because I liked being active um and I found exercises that I actually enjoyed that didn't feel like torture Mm. um and you know mixing it up and stuff like that I think when those kind of things came into play and, and also having the responsibility that we did of, of young girls looking up to us, that was a massive one mm. as well because, you know, I wanted to be the best person that I could, not just for myself, but for these people who were looking up to me. So that was um, another thing that helped out. But yeah, I think it's just knowing that it's going to be a journey and, and go along for the ride and it's not going to, you're not going to end up waking up one day where every day from that point, you're going to mm. think you're absolutely perfect because nobody does and yeah. everyone has insecurities. But- Other than, you know, um, eating well for the right reasons and and exercising for the right reasons and, you know, finding time to do the things you love, like spending time with friends and family, that might mean having a wine or eating a cheese board <laughs> or, you know, having some chocolate, like all that sort of stuff is so fine now because we've let go of the stress of having to try and look a certain way or having a certain weight, because I think your body tends to thank you for it. Once you find that balance, you know, mm. you're, you're not probably not going to be the skinniest you've ever been or whatever. But as you said, your skin will glow, you'll fi- you'll feel happier and everything if you're doing everything for the right reasons. So, yeah, I think that that helps a lot with the journey. And then and then we also have an exercise, which we've got in the book, which is another thing that we get young girls to do. And when we go and do the chats at schools, you can talk about
0: that. So we get them to write down, because obviously something that we do naturally is that when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we naturally think of the negative things first. This is what we do. So what we try and do and what helps Steph and I to kind of get through talking to ourselves negatively and that dysmorphia kind of mindset was kind of focusing on the positive things and you have to train your mind to focus on the positive things because it's unnatural and Mm. it feels uncomfortable and at the start you feel really arrogant doing it and weird and oh I can't like things about myself like why would I? But we write down um, the three physical things we love about ourselves, and then the three non-physical things, and put it. We well, we recommend putting it next to a mirror, or mm. when you wake up in the morning next to your bed, so you see it, and repeating it every morning and night until you don't, until need, you don't need to anymore. Um, because you, and then when you look in the mirror, like of course we still have days where we're like, oh, I want to change this, and but you can snap yourself out of it so quickly, and you stop going to the negative thoughts straight away, mm. and then you can you can think of yourself positively. And the funniest thing is. Like one of Seth sees her abs, which she used to hate when she was a kid (laughs) and now she loves them. So it's about kind of embracing what you have and not worrying about what other people have and making the most of what you have and and loving that about yourself because you can't change it. Yeah. So you might as well love it.
2: I, f- I feel the same. Not just with like physical body image, but also just confidence in terms of like your achievements yeah. or your career. Yeah. Talk about self doubt all the time, and the point isn't to make it go away because it's probably never going uh-huh. to. And it is natural, of mm-hmm. course, to wake up every day. It's also a sign that you care. Mm-hmm. The minute I don't doubt myself is the minute I'm like, I probably don't give enough of a shit about this presentation or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's just yeah about having the right strategies to get through it quickly. It's not exactly. about making it disappear. It's just about being able to like get over it. And for me, quotes. Is a really big one, so I have those like plastered everywhere. And I your, love quote your quote book quotes. on our desk has been the best <laughs> yeah. addition to our oh, office. I'm yeah. so glad. Well, one of Everyone them that I, to buy it. Yeah. It's the
0: best. Yeah. It's the best
2: Christmas present. <laughs> oh, you guys go. you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the ones that I'm going to put in addition to, which is from your book, is there's no comparison between the sun and the yeah, moon. They life. both just shine when it's their time. Yeah. And like writing little things like that around the place, that you can't help but kind of feel a bit more positive about yourself and about life and mm comparison being silly Mm -hmm. when it's written everywhere. So I think that's a really good, really good strategy. And you guys have heaps more tips as well about just navigating that social media comparison thing um, mm. in Chapter 2. But interestingly, Chapter 3, which I didn't think would be a whole chapter but I'm, I'm so interested that it was, is about like bullies and yeah. haters. Yeah. So again, coming back to social media and the community being a great forum, it can also be quite mm-hmm. dangerous. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of people with a lot of hate out there who mm. don't necessarily have the same approach to human interaction mm-hmm. as we do. Mm-hmm. Have you, What have you guys experienced? Have you had – do you have – haters Mm. have you had bullies have you had it inside the community or you know within members or against you or and how do you deal with it well we have a no bullying policy in our facebook
1: community and actually i don't think well definitely not with our our new program for sure we have never had to delete anything um the community is really beautiful and supportive and we hope that that continues but outside of that obviously with instagram both our accounts are on public, not private. So we understand that that means we're opening the doors to strangers in other countries or random ages or whatever to say whatever they want to say and because they're behind their phones or the computer screens they can say whatever they want and they don't know us so what the hell. But what I think what they don't understand is that we are real people and unfortunately sometimes if we see one of those comments when we're having a down or off day it can affect us. We've learnt how to be a little bit more re- resilient with it and for me that's been just completely <laughs> completely ignoring it. My tactic and I, it might be because I have the following that I do. So yeah, there's a whole lot of people following me who can say whatever they want, is to literally just block and delete. Delete a comment as soon as I see it, block the person so they don't have to say anything else anymore. Particularly if they've started some sort of argument or, or with whatever. someone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's really beautiful, like My following community, the positive side of it is a lot of the time if they see something nasty, they'll stand up for me, which is so So nice. you don't even have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. But when it turns nasty or if they start then attacking those people who are standing up Mm. for me, that's when it's like no longer okay. And I've noticed that in the past when – because Laura's tactic is quite different – well, When I've tried Laura's tactic, maybe I'll let you explain yours first, and then I'll explain what happened when I did
0: that. Sure. It doesn't. It's Steph's right. It doesn't always work. And even I used Steph's tactic the other day when, on when I posted the proposal photo, and people were commenting negative things, which are the things that were in the article. The I just deleted them straight away and blocked hmm. them because I was like, you know what? This Whatever. is a really positive moment for me. I'm not even going to consider. do my nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Get out of my face. face. But what I like to do is sometimes, and it does take a lot of energy. Sometimes yeah. and they do reply, but. A lot of the time, it just gets them to realise and kind of understand that the consequences human. of their actions and their words. I kind of pull people up on it and say hi, like "Thank you so much for your feedback." <laughs> uh, obviously not. <laughs> um, just so you know, I read all of my uh, messages. I've read this. I hope you know it's made me feel. It, it, I say I usually say something like, "I'm confident, I'm okay. I don't know you, so I'm not going to take it on board." But please never send this to everyone else anyone else because if i wasn't confident i would have this could have really hurt me and i could have been really upset so unless you're willing to be kind of okay with the fact that there are really bad conf- consequences for your comment or your post
2: don't leave don't it. send it yeah
0: because i don't think people are they just send things they just and they, they things think oh right my god people. like it's just she's. mindless and especially when you do things like you post um what really gets to me is when we post stuff and we've been posting like real stuff like you do for so long it's not like we just started last week like we've we've always done that because mm. we, we think it's really important and when people write things like oh my god you're just getting on the the train to get more followers or <laughs> you know i did a post where i was um, I was. I get so bloated when I have my period. Like I literally look like I look like I'm in the middle of pregnancy, not even like at the start. Like I'm whatever 24 (laughs) weeks or something. And I did a post, and and people were writing things like, "Oh my god, she just did this to get attention." I'm so sick of like influencers making themselves look fat to get attention. And I was like, (laughs) "Do you know what? That is not why." And that got to me because I was like, I post like I didn't have to post this. I wanted to post it because I want other girls to know when they because when I used to get my period and I really cared about like I was obsessed with being skinny i used to you know weigh myself and my weight went up when i had my period and, and bloating I would, affects everyone exactly and i wouldn't eat as much even though my body needed it because i was hungrier but i wouldn't mm. deprive myself because i was like oh my god no like i'm not perfect today yeah. so i just you know we just want to share those things to, sh- to show girls and, and show boys and girls everyone that you don't have to look perfect all the time and no one does and to show that side so when people have a go at that that's something that really kind of gets to me and which is where I need to start using Seth's technique of block and delete because it's not worth the energy and some people like there was one person that this was This is what yeah, I was just about to say. You can And do it's it. happened it's happened to me in the
1: past <laughs> is when I haven't blocked and deleted and I've decided to write back to the person. Sometimes that person is just a nasty person and doesn't matter what you say or how nice you are to them, they'll still stand by their comment and and then they'll almost say fight back. Yeah, yeah. Fight back or make it worse. And then it just drags on and mm. makes me feel even worse. And it actually happened only a week ago or two week ago, two weeks ago with Laura in the office. There was someone and she'd already told me about the comment and then I overheard her talking to Catherine, someone who works with us, about it. But she was talking about the same person, this person who had commented on something, but the story had extended. So I was like, what's going on? You didn't block that girl, did you? You just, what have you done? Wrote you wrote back, back to her. <laughs> um, and she showed me and she wrote back and it was almost like a whole conversation was forming and this girl was not only standing by her point but was making Laura feel worse than she originally did. And I could tell because I was sitting next to her and her emotion is quite evident um, and it was <laughs> lasting all day
0: because this girl yeah, kept was about, on writing um, back. It was about the women's health cover. Yeah. And it was oh. a comment about how sad it was that I could be proud of something that promotes negative things to girls and things. And I was just oh like – how don't i can be proud of whatever i want to be and this is a really big moment for me because mm. i never ever thought i could do it and if i want to be proud of it please let me and it's also when people bring up, like, because uh, we, we're we really strict on our values of our business. And I, I think that, you know, we do really help Stand people. And when people have never experienced the program or know nothing about it and have a goal at us about that's being models and all those things, it, that's exactly right. And mm. that's so this, yeah, Seth got my phone and she did it for me. And <laughs> Literally. We quite empowering. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I can do this now. I can do it myself. Yeah.
2: Oh, amazing. <laughs> well, it's so good that you do have strategies in place because that just makes it, you know, as soon as you have your boundaries and you know what to do in those situations, yeah. it doesn't like, you you know, you don't mm. let it get away with you, and Definitely. kind of spend days. still
0: pressure and... points, and we both have that. Yeah, of course. I, like, the little issues that things that people would say that always get me, no matter what. But anyway, we're, we're, and they tend to it.
2: know your triggers, right? People yeah, pick totally. what's exactly. going to be the exactly. most controversial. Exactly. Um, and you guys have amazing tips on managing like anxiety and stress in oh, chapter thanks. six. Wow. <laughs> you did <are, laughs> you know our book
0: better than us. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> like really, that that? <laughs>
2: like, did I write that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so if you if you guys do want to hear more about that, then make sure you. You do get a copy of the book and I will you, um, uh, uh, have a look at chapter six. It's got heaps of interesting tips, but I just do want to move on to the last segment because I realize I've already like gas bagged away. <laughs> for oh so, long. <laughs> <laughs> so just quickly, the last segment is called play TA, which is just the fact that, we all focus so much on output and achievement and doing and, you know, we, we don't focus a lot on just being mm-hmm. and even identifying the things that make us happy. I think we don't ask the question, is this making me happy? Is it bringing me joy? And I found that in my legal career that I was like, oh, this is, I'm achieving and like other people think it's fancy. So I'm probably happy maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe I just, I'm just doing what I should. And I never really detached that from like is it worth it? Am I spending my life doing something that's actually making me feel good? It didn't make me feel bad, but it didn't make me feel anything. It was yeah. just like blah. Yeah. So do you guys think that if you had no time and no money constraints, mm-hmm. is this what you'd be doing? 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's it's funny though because that's changed.
1: If you'd asked me this question three or four years ago, I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe not. I was still really <laughs> interested in modeling. But no, we're so lucky to be able to do what we do and mm. obviously be in a position where we're – really happy with our career and um because as you said it's it's not always the case you can't always be over the moon about your job um but that's also not to say that we wake up every morning and it's like yay we're going to the office today yeah. <laughs> like there's work's hard and I think that's what it I mean that's why it's called work but yeah very lucky to love what we do and and I wouldn't want to be doing anything else yeah yeah.
0: And we are very lucky to have found it at our age. I know, like, yeah, a lot of people very do very early. And it's hard because, you see, I remember when we didn't have Keep It Cleaner, you know, I started social media, and there's not only the, which is what we go into in the book, there's not only the body comparison, there's the career comparison. Yeah, absolutely. And you're oh, comparing totally. yourself to people that they're, like, 15 years older than you, and they're doing this, and you, that's why it's so important, again, not to compare yourself because mm-hmm. you don't know what they've been through. You don't know, like, how old they are, what they've done. And, and they might have just found their way two years ago, but you're camp- comparing yourself yourself to them at the end and mm-hmm. we're really lucky to have found what we love but it doesn't mean that you know people need to be like oh my god they I need to be an so entrepreneur I or something my life. like yeah no it takes it takes time and i think yeah. the more the like it's like with uni like the i worked out that i didn't like arts but then i found that i like business and so now i do business law and so it's yeah. like you kind of you find what you don't like and then it helps you find what you do like and and all those things are learnings Totally. Totally. And you don't regret, like, I don't regret doing that semester of arts. Like, well, I really didn't like it. It was great because I learned that I didn't like it yeah. and I was going to like something else. So, yeah, I think a lot of
1: my stuff has come from my background growing up. My parents were always so supportive of whatever me and my brother wanted to do. If I wanted, if he wanted to start rollerblading because I was rollerblading, mum would buy him roller skates. Even oh. if it lasted <laughs> like two weeks, whatever. Like, we were v- they were very supportive. We could, we changed sports all the time. Dance interests, like went out the window so quickly. It was just, they were always like, yep, sure. If you want to do that and you think you're going to love it, let's, let's help you get into it. And it was the same with modeling. they were both always supportive of the idea. They knew it was something that I wanted to do for so long. They were fine with me having a gap year because it was something I wanted to do and it was going to make me happy. Mm. And, um, you know, even when I was looking at courses I wanted to do, it was all TAFE subjects. They didn't care Mm. that I, you know, was like not getting into the highest. Or um, most recognised uni and like going for the highest degrees or anything, they just wanted me to be happy in whatever I was doing. Once they saw that I was and everything, they were proud of me. Mm. Um, so I think that's really stuck with me. And, and growing up with that's made me realise that I don't even if it, I'm. I mean, I've been lucky. It's also made me in a very great financial position. But even if it hadn't, I think I'd always lean towards being happy. Um, even recently with Josh uh, this year leaving his job, which was very comfortable. He was set up to run a business that's his dad's business. And he could have done that for the rest of his life and been very, very financially comfortable, but he fell out of love with it and he wasn't happy anymore. So he wasn't motivated to go to work. He just wasn't excited about anything Mm. anymore. And it was affecting his happiness at home as well. Mm -hmm. So that for me and him taking a big jump and everything like that or at least trying other things that he might be interested in and trying to find where his happiness was, Mm. was great because he's now really happy in what he does. And, it's not to say it always works out when you do take those leaps, but I think you just have to do them to, mm. to work out where and your happiness you, is. Yeah, for,
0: I think a lot of it, like you said, you, maybe you didn't. So I think that's why I did law, maybe because I was like, oh, my parents will be impressed with this. Yeah, people and think that's it's why a good you career. Do things, and so it's important to remember that you're actually the only one who has to, because people have opinions, oh, you shouldn't do this. Like before I started my blog, people were like, oh, you can't do that. But the only person who actually has to do the work is you. So if you're letting someone else control, what you do as a job they don't have to do your job you do it yeah so you ha- you, you have, have to live yeah, that you have day to, do to day it for you not for anyone else you, know, you shouldn't be worried about you know leaving leaving a job because you're your parents or your friends are going to think it's a bad decision like you're the one a job. yeah you're the one who has to deal with the decision so you can make it
2: and I also think you guys both touched on something really important which is that you do have to try a lot of things that you don't like Definitely. to el- it's like a process of elimination you're never going to know what you don't what you do exactly. like until you know what you don't and that involves experimentation so if you stay in one career whole life fine if you love it if mm. you don't you don't know what else you like exactly. until you've given it a try and that does involve like starting and stopping a few things and that's fine like yeah. life is you know, we're alive a long time. You don't have to get it right the first time. Exactly. exactly. And so in between all of your work stuff and even personal branding can still be quite consuming Mm -hmm. doing your own work. How do you guys find your identity outside of that? So what Do you do anything that's just for fun, like not for learning, not for branding, not for networking? I find that really difficult for myself because even stuff that doesn't feel like work is still indirectly Mm -hmm. kind of like for my personal development. So do you do anything just for joy? Yes. Um, Like Netflix even? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Netflix series or just mindless TV. TV. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Um, Movies, even old school movies I've watched a billion times. And then also just hanging out with friends and family and putting the phone away um, or getting up the murray for me, going to the country, getting away from it all, going on a walk or whatever. Those sort of things are, are great and I do them just for me. And then randomly every now and again I like drawing and i feel oh, like it takes me a long time to get back into it as in you know i used to do it all the time particularly when i was modeling full time and i had some spare time i did it all the time back then and i'm so busy now that sometimes i'm kind of like oh i don't have time for that like why would i even do that but then once i get started i'm so lost and like 3 hours later i'll be like oh my god it's like time for dinner you know like <laughs> it, i just obviously get really lost in it so it's something I definitely want to try and make more time for ongoing. But yeah, I think anything that you find where you lose track of the time, you yeah. don't feel like you're looking at a watch or anything like that
2: and you're just genuinely happy, it's like it's so important to do those things. That's how I define that kind of joy mm. is mm. do you forget what day it is or what time it is? Yeah. If you do, it's the right kind of activity. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> do you do anything like that, Laura?
0: Yeah, similar to Steph but instead of the river, it's the beach. beach. Um, but yeah, spending time with my dog. Yeah, how good a Family, dog? friends. Yeah, especially Gordon Retriever. Oh, and Ari. Ari is a very <laughs> special dog. Your
2: nephew. Yes. <laughs> do you guys find it hard to put your phones away in those moments because it, most of the time you do spend on your phone is spent building your community? It is mm. for a positive Depend, reason?
0: It depends what time it is, I yeah. think. I think the best time was when Seth would engaged. because <sighs> the only thing that can really go wrong, like if there's a disaster, one of us will know about it, so I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, I should check my phone because what if something's gone wrong and something's happened yeah with Steph and we need it I need to be there to help her and, and you know fix it but it was awesome because we were together so mm. I was like nothing can happen <laughs> because we're together yeah so it's it's okay so I yeah. think um yes it, and over Christmas it'll be good yeah because um, we know it'll be really good to take some time off the phones over Christmas yeah. but when you run your own business I think the reality is you can't take a lot of time off your phone and we've chosen and this fine. career and and you enjoy fine. it a lot of the time exactly that's yeah. exactly right so but I don't think we can say like oh we we I used to be able to say I switch off at eight o'clock but now the reality is can't yeah
1: that's okay and I think it's also like and I don't want anyone listening to be like oh no I know for a fact that when you go on your walks up the river you have your phone on you or like Mm. when you're with your friends and family or your cheese board you have your phone on you because I do like I snap about it and I put Mm. things on my stories like that but again that's a part of what we do is showing that side of us um and anytime that we do that sort of stuff Again, it's probably us just picking up our phone out of habit, taking a photo of it and putting it back down. Mm. Yeah, you're I'm not, not then, on it the whole no, time. No, just having that just then in case something there. happens and yeah. you can see it coming
0: through. But yeah. it's not sitting there working the whole time. So yeah. it's nice to take time off exactly that for sure.
2: And what about the fact that I find moving into wellness from law? Obviously, mm-hmm. I thought I'm leaving corporate. I'm gonna be so healthy. <laughs> uh-huh. But I actually find it harder to make time for my own health because I'm so passionate about what yeah. I'm doing. So you guys are always doing new content for Kick, and like, it looks like you're always working out <laughs> and being healthy. But do you find it hard to make time for your own workouts? Like, I know you guys work yeah. out with Danny in the program. Do you yes. do your own workouts outside?
0: Well, it depends. It depends on the week. It depends on our schedule. It depends what's going on, and I think that's something that's been really good for both of us. Mm. We've been able to let go of that. We used to think that if had like, it, you had yeah. to do it, and if you didn't do it that day, you'd, have, you'd like it's so bad. And but now yeah. it's like if we have time, we do it, and it's like um, yeah, if you don't, when you we don't. relaunched the program, it was we were in the office so late every night, and some days we we're having Uber Eats three times a day for breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and dinner, and that is not what we suggest to our community, of course. But we were just making the healthiest choice with what we had, and that's yeah. all people need to yeah. do. You yeah. can't expect to. Meal prep, twenty-one meals a week, and you know, it, but that's not, sometimes it's, it's unachievable. It's just, so just do know, what you can.
1: Your balance, as people call it, is is off balance, yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. And there is never going to be a perfect balance. You'll find that when you're spending too much in the time in the gym, you're probably not seeing your friends as much. Yeah, You find exactly. that if you're spending time too much time with your friends, you're probably not eating as well as you should be. <laughs> like you know, so it's about finding the balance that works for you and knowing that it's not always going to stay the same. You know, you're yeah. going to go through busy periods or you're going to go through really quiet periods mm. where you have all the time in the world and you still and might you're not like get fit stuffed as <laughs> all that. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's just like letting go of that stress of trying to have that perfect balance. But for us, um, exercise does bring energy. Um, and we both do feel on top of mm. our game when we do have it included. So I don't think it's very rare that we wouldn't work out like at least three times a week. Yeah, Um, but yeah, we're definitely probably not, we used to work out six days a week without question and yeah. we always made time for it. It's a lot harder these days. Um, and as Laura said, so much energy goes into what we do now. Um, and our work, Pulls so much energy from us, it's important to also rest. Yeah. Mm. So if we've got like really three consecutive, really, really long big days. I, I'm not always going to push myself no, to do a, a workout yeah. because I'll know that I'll probably end up being at the end of the week. Yeah, totally. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Well, you can consult chapter eight, nine, and <laughs> oh, ten. Oh my god, you <laughs> are the best. for fitness, nutrition, and then um, a heap of recipes that you can take home and do for yourself in chapter ten. But the, just the last thing I want to cover before um, we finish up is relationships, yeah. and that is chapter five. Like a full So you guys both obviously have fiancés now, yeah. and obviously have each other, which is yes. amazing, and your families. So how do you navigate making time for your romantic relationships and also your friendship outside of work? How do you guys navigate those boundaries? because it can be really hard when you know you're in each other's faces all the time and even for the boys to be like, "Hello, I'm here." Mm. <laughs> how do you navigate that? I think it's going through a point where you didn't have that
1: navigational balance, like we went through a point where we were launching. Keep a cleaner by ourselves, and we were doing a lot of stuff. Um, like work was crazy, but Laura was also living with me at the time. <laughs> yeah, all so, four of you were living together. Yeah, right? yeah. all four of us <laughs> were together. Cute. So for that time, for us, I think that was a bit of an eye opening. It wasn't to say oh we couldn't live together because there's no doubt. Like she's probably one of the only friends that I could live with. But because we were so busy with kick at the time, it was really hard to find that line yeah. where we could just like switch off and have fun. We would get
0: home from something and we'd, we'd like, work all literally day. Yeah. we'd get home from work and we might have had to go to an event, which you know it's work. We'd get home at eleven thirty and we'd literally be having a finance meeting here <laughs> until one o'clock. We'd be writing all over like all numbers, all over the thing. And, and it wasn't just that, it was like if we were cooking dinner, we might as well be doing a kick recipe. Yes, oh, like yes, we yes, very it. much so like let's shooting. take an advantage of every single opportunity. Yeah. Every yeah, morning I mean, yeah. we are going to the gym together. Yeah. So we'll take so we photos could shoot of each shoot other and work out. It yeah. was just too yeah. much. And so I yeah. think for us we were kicked out <laughs> from- <laughs> you can't have too much kick, okay?
1: <laughs> From that, we saw that our relationship outside of work needed to be separate. prioritized and separate. Yeah. Because like in the end we we are best friends and we never want to like lose touch of that. And it's not to say that when we're in the office
2: we're not friends. When we,
1: we're yeah, still you just very have different. Modes. Modes. Yeah. 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 It's like um, Nick and I
2: have the same thing. Sometimes we're a couple and sometimes I'm like you're my bloody business partner Act yes. like it yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah and
1: I mean I work with Josh as well so yeah you. you know we've it. had to learn how to do that as well and I've, I've heard you talk about you know those kind of like bedroom boundaries and all that sort of stuff and I think that's really important to mm. touch on obviously there's nights where you know you can't help but you have to talk about work or like things have happened and you just you need to be talking about work but I think it is important whether it's Josh or Laura or any other friends who I'm working with it's about still doing those things mm. that you do love and where you're not thinking about work yeah. and you do have to physically talk about it and be you like, we need stop. to switch off. Let's yep. put our phones away. This dinner is not going to be about work. Like we have to say that out loud mm. and then all agree and then it's fine. Um, unfortunately that's the case, but like, that's just how it is when you're, we're all so passionate about what we're doing. Yeah. We all love what we do. So it's hard to switch off from something
2: you love, but it is so important. So, yeah. And you do feel like a bit of a wanker the first time when you like <laughs> sit down with people you're really close to and be like, we need boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> but then you're like, this was a good conversation. <laughs> then you're like, we need boundaries. <laughs> okay, so second last question is... Just to finish up, what are three interesting things that you never get asked or you never have, get to tell people? Um, and I reckon you should do it about each other. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. It's like the oh, God. newlyweds to try and think game. Of funny
0: ones, okay? Um, yeah, funny ones. Are the best.
2: Funny one. So either like habits or allergies or like tattoos or like funny memories. If anyone hasn't seen Laura's dance move, I
1: hundred <laughs> percent try and catch her out one day. Regardless of whether she's had a champagne or not, her dance moves don't really change. They just get a little bit more exaggerated. Um, Can you just them? It's like aerobics meets an un, like just no rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. <laughs> so like not she'll musical. hear the beat and will either go too fast or way too slow. Okay. So not, no, never to the beat. Yep, beat of her own but drum. But very, fun. very active. You know, Ooh, instead of arms? doing like a slut drop, she'll do a squat jump. Like
0: you know, <laughs> no. like it's just not it's sexy. Very, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. But even when she
1: like shakes her booty or something, it's like the most adorable little like.
2: <laughs> no. Like she'll just. I can't. It's hard because you can't see. see it. You can't see. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I'll find some biggest, like video and post it. <laughs>
1: the biggest grin like ever. So her <laughs> dancing is some the most entertain. One of the most entertaining thinks about you
2: I think that's, that's one thing probably a lot well, of people, thanks if they haven't seen it they wouldn't know that about
0: you Okay, I got yours. So, number one, Steph has the best style that dresses for how she feels. Yeah. So, (laughs) Steph will walk into the office and she'll be wearing, like, the cutest, like, garden dress with a little bow. And I'm like, oh, my God, you you would have felt really, like, I'm going to dress, like, pretty today. (laughs) And then she'll come in, like, Britney Spears and, like, what? Where did this come from? I love it. And it's literally Steph dresses on how she feels. That's some of my favorite (gasps) things about Steph. so cute. (laughs) Um, She only eats two breakfasts, really, a year, acai bowls and porridge. She likes to swap I've noticed around. even I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah. I'm a, a
1: creature of habit with food. Yeah, you're a bowl breaker girl. But yeah, especially yeah.
0: with breakfast. That's like the yeah,
1: biggest. Especially with breakfast. Biggest. Thing. But I think that's because it's the one that you want to make the easiest. So once you get into a routine of making something, yeah. it's just like you don't even have to think about it. True. Yeah. Um oh, another, another one? one about you is no matter how often you fake tan, you still get it wrong. <laughs> um, um so this one fakes tan. Me. I'm not once a week by
0: any fake tan brand, so I haven't been. I don't care.
1: <laughs> you fake tan more than I
0: do even though Guys, I do an upset. advertising slot just yeah. FYI.
1: <laughs> I don't know how many times I've given her the tips that I've learned through Bondi sands like you know moisturize make oh sure you exfoliate first you have to shave the night before put moisturizer on your hands and knees and feet so that they don't get all patchy but absolutely every week she's got orange palms <laughs> some knobbly orange knees
0: <laughs> and orange and ankles, orange ankles. <laughs> But that's alright because at least I made the effort to fake tan. So I feel like as long as I'm, I'm like I'm killing it. At least I'm fake tan. I'd rather have orange knees than, you know. Anyway, <laughs> than pasty Whatever. knees. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what? A, one more thing. One more thing. Um, you're the best present giver ever. Steph is the most oh. thoughtful present oh. giver well, in the whole nice. world. You are. Steph literally thinks of the presents that you would not even. Think
2: that you need it, and it's the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. I love giving presents yeah. so That's much more lovely. than receiving them. I'm so awkward. Same. Yes. I'm much better giving. <laughs> yes, as well. yeah. and I love thinking about it in yeah. advance. Like. Yeah.
1: And I get really excited if I feel like I've done yeah. good. I'm like,
2: yes. and then I give it to them early because I'm like, I can't wait to
1: show you. <laughs> 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 um, okay. Another thing is Laura is the nicest person I've ever met. Except when she's training you. If I'm like, she just turns, she still smiles, but it's like this evil, like,
0: you've got to keep doing those burpees. Like, I don't know.
1: I think one day you will pick up PT and you will be doing it. I think you're made for it.
0: But I don't um, like when people – I don't I do not do a lot of PTs. No, like myself. you don't actually don't like get trained. Told. Yeah, you just but like you to like tell people tell. what to do. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, exactly. Even when
2: we're like running a group session, She's she'll be like, like Steph, keep going. I'm like, no, I'm in this. At <laughs> the King, um app launch the other day, you were like, burpees, everyone. I'm like, Laura, no one <laughs> is doing burpees. like, Laura, <laughs> stop. She has this like evil grin. I know. And it, and it, but a nice smile. So yeah. you're like – Damn it, I've got to the Damn it. I'm still like a- her. <laughs> All right, so very last question, which I'm actually gonna turn into like last A and last B. <laughs> so, since I love motivational quotes so much, firstly, what is your favorite motivational quote? And secondly, because this is probably gonna come out at Christmas, mm-hmm. what is your New Year's resolution for next year?
1: Okay. Um, well, I love the the quote that you said before about the sun and the moon. That's one of my favorite comparison quotes. I also am obsessed with Dr. Seuss quotes, like all of Same. them. There's not really a
2: favorite. There's yeah, so many happy. I love. Yeah. And um, they're like worded so well.
0: They just are. Oh, like just, a They're so he's simple, great. but they are so meaningful mm. and just, yeah. Like even the one...
1: You are you. That's, that's truer than true. Yes. There's no one in the world who is you than you. It's like, oh, yeah, well, that's right. Thanks. There is no one that's more you <laughs> than <me>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, It just makes sense. And they all kind of do Or the one about,
2: um, you know, how does it go? Mine's um, be who you are and yes, that what one. you feel because yes. the people who mind don't matter and the people who matter, don't, matter don't, don't mind. mind. That's the yeah. best. That is
1: perfect. That used, used to, to be my quotes. Instagram bio. Yeah, oh, see, it's just Dr. the Seuss. best. And I used to have that on my desk when I was working in the midnight office. I should probably bring it into the kick office thing because sure? I'm never at midnight. Um, but yeah, I just think they're so playful and sweet. But when you actually read into them,
0: they're so perfect. Okay, While well, you're talking about unusually shining in the bathroom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's another random thing. Oh, that's yeah, actually the a random thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to talk
1: about this while she runs off. That is actually a fun fact about Laura. She has. She Small can't bladder. hold on to her bladder. I Like, as soon as she has the idea that she needs to go to the bathroom, if she doesn't go, she'll pee her pants. Um, but I, it's so funny because often in meetings, Because I know I can read her body language. I knew she needed to go to the toilet. Then already, oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But she'll be sitting in a meeting and she'll just be wiggling her bum around, or she'll start talking faster. Um, (laughs) And I'm just like, Laura, ask to go to the bathroom. Just go. Like I have to like tell her because (laughs) I know her body.
2: (laughs) So is her New Year's resolution going to be like? bladder control or well, like pelvic floor is,
1: exercises. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I think for her she's just
1: nervous about the day she gets pregnant because oh. she's like oh no my oh. bladder's going to get even worse oh
2: my gosh I'm the same but mine's more like as soon as I know that I can't go like yeah. on a bus yes. when we're travelling or something yeah that's true or I'm you just get just like, stuck in a really long line yeah. you're like oh my god there's a bathroom yay
1: and then you get there and there's like 10 people in front of you and you're like oh go, suddenly I
2: really need to go or on the way to the airport this has happened to us before in New York or LA <laughs> hey <laughs> when you get On the freeway, Mm. and there's no shoulder anywhere to pull over. I'm always like, "I need pee." And Nick's like, "You just pee." Psychological, (laughs) because you know you can't pull over. No trees anywhere, and I'm always like, "No, it's happening! It's (laughs) happening! (laughs) It's happening! Pull over!" Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, what's your quote? Did you think about it while you're in the loo? Um. The comparison one. I like that one. The sun and the moon. Yeah, that's Which one? Which one are you guys of the sun and the moon? No. Who's the the sun and who's the moon?
1: Although neither us night people, so.
2: So you're both the sun. Or probably the sun. Damn.
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can make a moon. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's your New Year's resolution?
0: Um, I don't like setting. I don't set a lot of New Year's resolutions. Oh. I find that last year I had a bit of a mini, not breakdown, but I, <laughs> a bit of a questioning of myself. When I'm not, I can set things better when I'm under pressure and because I'm qu- obviously it's more quiet between Christmas and New mm, Year. Mm. I remember last year, I remember I was literally like, What's wrong with me? I have no goals. Am I even doing the right job? Uh, I'm yeah, not even like I get quiet. in this loss period and yeah. I really thrive under pressure and I don't feel a lot of pressure at New Year's period. So I can't set them. Okay. But I also find that we set them throughout the year. Yeah, and, we do. Um, so, and I find that what I set usually at New Year's doesn't always stick. Yeah. Whereas the ones that you set
1: throughout the year tend to for Stick some reason. Better. Yeah. But I did set last year I set that I wanted to get into running and that I wanted to run <gasps> five Ks. Yeah, yes. and I wanted to run really five Ks and I did that. Um and so this year I 10K? am just increasing that to ten K. Love it. That's um, a good one. Outdoors though, because I'm I'm finding that I'm improving my running really quickly on the treadmill, journey. Yeah. Um and which is super motivating, mm. definitely. But then I go and run outside and I look at the time difference and I'm like, what? How does that it's even like a harder. thing? So I do
2: the same. I'm like, I can run 3Ks on a treadmill, cool. Yeah. 500 meters outside and I'm like, you just <laughs> harder. Stop. So
1: my goal this year, which, as I said, the only reason I'm having this New Year's resolution is because I actually stuck to my last one mm. um, and it is just a fitness goal. So I could really be making this at any point, <laughs> um, is to be able to run nonstop 10K
0: outside. Amazing. Yeah. It's Amazing. hard around this area. Yeah, Hopefully it's so hilly. When, when I was
2: living here, I didn't run outside very often because yeah. the, the hills are hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need somewhere super flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank especially you. since you've already answered all these questions twice. No,
0: I feel hey, like actually, this you know was a totally different...
2: I think it was too. last time. I yeah. did too. I feel
1: like as we were talking, I was like, I don't feel like I'm repeating myself. No, no I don't think you did.
0: <laughs> I, no one will ever know, but we will. Yeah. <laughs> it was different. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you have an amazing Chrissy. Thanks. And, and, new years. And, and everyone for Christmas, go
0: and get the quote book. <laughs> You're
2: <amazing>. Right now. Woo! <laughs> 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 what a powerhouse pair. They are just so lovely and down to earth, despite all their success in so many industries at such a young age. And they're doing such a Incredible and important work for young women in helping them build their confidence and navigate what is quite a scary and overwhelming world these days with lots of comparison and lots of focus on the visuals. So I really admire everything they're doing. I think A Girls Guide to Kicking Goals is an incredibly important book, and I'm so glad that they're out in schools talking to young women, you know, right at the start when it really counts, and you start to build those skills early on. I, of course, will include links in the show notes as to how you can buy the book, how you can access Keep It Cleaner's app, keep it Cleaner Grocery and the Keep It Cleaner blog, and then how you can follow the two girls, which I highly recommend that you do. They also did a hilarious Christmas workout with old mate Danny Kennedy in full Christmas kits. So make sure you do go to their pages and have a look at that. And of course, if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button now. I would so, so appreciate the support and love being able to share so much EA with so many people from all corners of the world. And of course, if you are enjoying this episode, please take a screenshot now, do it on your phone. And tag all three of us so we know what you thought of the episode. And, of course, the best takeaway from each episode will win one of the Seize the Quote of the Day flipbooks. And I loved seeing how many people got them for Christmas yesterday. Thank you so much for sharing. And for all the love and support, it is just so appreciated. So I hope that you are having an incredible festive season and getting some time off with family and friends. And hope you are seizing your yay.